This week on the Wager Pager podcast. The state of New York could see legal sports gambling become a reality as early as spring 2019. We'll tell you what's going on. Jersey City-based PointsBet Sportsbook launches a mobile betting app like no other. We'll fill you in. The NBA's deputy commissioner says the league is looking to reinforce its gambling policies. We'll tell you why. This week we are joined by professional sports better Captain Jack Andrews to talk about the controversy at the DraftKings Sports Betting National Championship and the state of the legal sports betting industry here in New Jersey. And once again, former Marist College defensive back Jimmy Dice Rulin joins us to make our selections for the NFL Conference Championship Games. Get pumped, get psyched. It's the Wager Pager Podcast. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Wager Pager podcast, where we talk about everything in the world of sports gambling news, conduct must-hear interviews, and give out picks and analysis. I'm your host, Chris Rogers. Don't forget to follow me and our show on Twitter, at the Wager Pager, and I am here, as always, with my boo, the lovely <laughs> Mercedes Bianca Barba, and did you hear they released the over-under for the Super Bowl national anthem? It's a minute and Ooh. 50 seconds what for Gladys you, Knight. What do you think about that? She's known to sing pretty quick. I don't know. Maybe the under. Maybe the under. Hey, guys. What's up? I'm your host, Mercedes Barba. You can follow me on Twitter at Mercedes Bianca. We have a really exciting show for you guys this week. It's NFL Conference Championship Weekend. We have a really cool guest to talk about that, and the guys here have their picks ready. But first, your sports gambling news. According to LegalSportsReport.com, New York state regulators are preparing to kick off sports gambling at the state's four upstate commercial casinos under the existing state law. That could mean that brick-and-mortar style sports betting could be up and running in the Empire State as early as May 2019. The New York State Gaming Commission is scheduled to meet on January 28th to decide on that matter. If approved, regulations would allow for sports gambling at Del Lago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, Tioga Downs Casino in Nichols, Rivers Casino and Resort in Schenectady, and the Resorts World Catskills. All of these casinos already have deals in place with sports betting operators that would allow them to open up operations pretty quickly. According to NJOnlineGambling.com, PointsBet Sportsbook, a global gaming operator from Australia, launched a mobile sports betting app here in Jersey City, New Jersey. There's a certain twist on the way they book action that the company deems high risk and high reward. They take traditional bets as well, but are highlighting their PointsBet system. The wagering pays you for every point your team or total goes over the spread or number, and vice versa. But you will get penalized if your team or number goes under the total or the spread. This could make for some very interesting payouts and losses. For example, if you bet $100 on the over 42 in a New York Giants game and the game hits 52, you would be paid out $1,000. Yeah, that's 10 times your original wager because the game went 10 points over the number. But conversely, if you risk that same 100 on the same over 42 bet and the game hits 32, you would lose 1000 bucks for being 10 points below the number. Apparently, there are safeguards you can put in place to make sure you don't lose or win too much. The company is currently offering reduced juice, minus 105 on the NFL, and has signed up the likes of former New York Jet Darrell Revis 
and former Philadelphia 76er Allen Iverson to promote the brand. All right, guys, switching gears here. According to ESPN, the NBA's Deputy Commissioner Mark Tatum says the association is preparing to ramp up the policing of its players, teams, and staff as a reaction to the rapid expansion of legalized sports betting across the United States. Tatum, who was in the United Kingdom for the 2019 NBA London game between the Knicks and the Wizards Thursday night, said the moves have been made to get up to speed on the opportunities and threats surrounding legal sports gambling. This could mean providing extra resources to prevent inside job type infractions that Europe has seen in sports such as soccer, tennis, and even cricket. The NBA has reportedly sought out advice from the English Premier League, who has embraced sports gambling in a major way. And now, time for the NFL Conference Championship Weather Report. Alright guys, the temperature in the New Orleans Superdome for the NFC Championship between the Saints and the Los Angeles Rams will be, as always, a perfect 70 to 75 degrees. Earlier this week, it was reported that an Arctic blast would be hitting Kansas City, Missouri on Sunday night during the AFC Championship game between the Chiefs and the Patriots. That game is set to kick off at 6.40 p.m. locally. But as the weather does, the forecast has changed and the Arctic blast has passed. It will be warmer than expected with clear skies. And instead of temperatures of 0 to negative 10, it will only be in the low 20s. That was the Wager Pager Conference Championship Weather Report. Good luck this weekend, guys. All right, here's this week's interview with Captain Jack Andrews. What's up, guys? We are so excited about this week's guest. He is a professional sports better and fellow New Jerseyan. You may know him from his column on gamblingwithanedge.com. And if you're part of the sports gambling Twitterverse like we are, then you will recognize him as one of the most respected voices on the platform. We welcome to the Wager Pager podcast, Captain Jack Andrews. Hey, Captain Jack, how are you? Hey, thanks for having me on. I, I really appreciate the time to uh, come on and, and talk my favorite subject with you guys. Right on. What's up, Captain Jack? Uh, it's such an honor to have you here. Um, you can, you guys can follow Captain Jack on Twitter at CapJack2000. Okay, uh, Captain Jack, if you don't mind, why don't you tell us and the listeners a little bit about your background and how did you first get involved in the sports gambling industry? Yeah, I you know I began as a an advantage player uh, back in the right around the end of the '90s. Um, started out as a card counter. That seems to be the gateway drug for a lot of people. Um, and uh, I, I wasn't a great card counter. Um, I just mm-hmm. didn't. I, I don't think I wanted to put in the hours. Uh, and and card counting requires a lot of running around all over the country and trying to get down bets and then getting chased out of casinos and and it, it just wasn't for me. Uh, but along came uh, internet gambling around that same time, and I took to that, and that was that was a real boon to my bankroll. Um, you know, it, it was a different world back then, um, but it was it was it was great for me, and uh, that kind of snowballed into online sports betting back in the early 2000s, uh, and I did quite a bit of that, um, and they were all offshore, uh, all you know, not quite legal. Uh, and then once the Unlawful Internet Gaming Enforcement Act came around, <laughs> uh, that kind of closed that whole realm. Um, and it didn't close it off. You know, you could still bet offshore and you could still get accounts and you still had your local uh, paperhead guys that you could, uh, you know, settle up with. But for the most part, it, it, it dampened that entire industry. And that's been going on for uh you know, it's like 12 years now. Uh, and, and when New Jersey started to take this course towards legalizing sports betting, 
uh, you know, right around 2010 is when the first kind of rumors of it began. Uh, I, I was behind it 100% because not only was it something that everyone was doing on their own anyway, but it was a great situation for Atlantic City, which was starting to die off. Uh, you know, at that time, we were all envisioning we'd have sports books in the casinos and it would draw traffic down to Atlantic City. No one really understood that the, the true growth of the industry would be the mobile betting, uh, which we're seeing in, you know, mm. that's come about in New Jersey. So fast forward, the, the seven year fight in the, the court system all the way up to the Supreme Court decision in May of 2018, I was, I was just waiting. I was just chomping at the bit. And, uh, <laughs> so when it, when it finally became, uh, legalized, you know, I just, that was just a great day. Um, and to be honest, the industry that's developed over the first six months has been even better than I anticipated in terms of the competition level and the, you know, the things we're seeing in New Jersey that you don't see in Nevada uh, and you don't see in other countries that have it. Uh, this is an amazing kind of uh, uh, Petri dish that's developing here in this state um, that's going to replicate to other states as they legalize and hopefully you know you start to build this model to other states so that other people can experience what we've experienced so far and that is kind of a rich sports betting environment that people can make some serious money at yeah 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 you know we've been following obviously uh following this story for for a while now and you know later on we're going to get to a little bit more of you know, we want to hear your point of view where you think the industry is heading, and we're definitely going to talk about that later. But first, I just want to ask you, um, can you tell me where you got your name from? I think your name is so great. Uh, what's what's the meaning behind your name, Captain Jack Andrews? Right. So uh, I started out on a website called uh, BJ21, uh, which was it's run was run by Stanford Wong, uh, who's a famous card count counting author. And uh, so when you sign up for that site, you need to pick a username. Uh, so I was, I think I put about 20 seconds of thought into it and I thought, well, <laughs> Captain Jack, that's a, that's a Billy Joel song, uh, which I've always right. liked that song. And, uh, and Jack, Black Jack, it sounded, you know, it sounded, mm. it sounded like a good thing. And, uh, so I actually chose that name kind of on the fly, uh, years later when we get into social media mm -hmm. and you start to have to use an avatar and, and things like that, uh, I found there was a, a rapper based in the Caribbean by the name of Captain Jack. I can't tell you any of the songs. I have no idea. But if you Google if you Google Captain Jack and add rapper on there, so you don't get Johnny Depp, um, <laughs> you come up with all kind of pictures of this guy. So I've used those as my avatars for years, uh, and it's it's just kind of snowballed from there. So uh, and then when I started to write a a blog. Um, my publisher actually was saying to me, well, you know, we can't sell these to mainstream news sources because they don't want to put an article out by Captain Jack. Would you mind using a, um, a, a more real sounding name? So, uh, I added, I added Andrews on the end. Jack Andrews is what I write as. Um, and neither of those are, are my real name, but that's kind of, uh, that's kind of accepted in, in the, in the gambling world. Right on. So, all right. So we know you participated in the DraftKings Sports Betting National Championship, which was the first ever of its kind here in Jersey City, New Jersey, last weekend. Um, we're going to get to the much-talked-about controversial ending in a moment. But first, what was your experience like? Like, how did you enjoy it? Yeah, you know, it was 
it was fascinating. It, it really was. There was a lot of things that DraftKings actually did very well. There were some things DraftKings didn't do very well. Um, so to give a, a fair and balanced viewpoint, I'll say that uh, the sign-up process was arduous. Uh, it was really tough to get your money uh, signed up into the uh, tournament itself. Now, I had more than enough money in my DraftKings sports betting account, and I still had problems getting in. Right. You know, there were other guys that were having trouble just wiring money in. Their banks were cutting them off because they were, you know, wiring all this money all over the place. So um, a lot of people struggled for 24 to 48 hours to get the money into DraftKings in order to register for the account. That aside, uh, DraftKings did a very good job in setting up a space in Jersey City um, that was – it was fun – um, I kind of likened it a little bit to what Vegas sports books are like during March Madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of fist bumping and you know shouting and you know <laughs> beers flowing. Um, it to me it wasn't really helpful for me to work in. Uh, I was I was approaching the tournament just by myself. I didn't have a team, so you know I was really trying to focus when it came to some of the sports. I'm not quite as good at handicapping. Uh, so I went up there because you had to check in in person at the tournament, mm. and uh, I spent I spent about an hour up there, and I realized I just can't work under these conditions. It seems like a great space. It, it seems like it's a lot of fun, uh, but I I did my mandatory check in, and then and then I left and went and drove back home, which that's about a two hour drive for me each way. So it really took a big chunk out of my Saturday, um, and Saturday's where I, I started to take a dive in the tournament, and uh, I didn't end up cashing. Um, I ended up with a zero balance as, uh, a fellow sports better said to me, you have to die with your boots on. And yeah. I was prepared to, you know, bet the full amount, whatever I could, uh, throw a Hail Mary at the end if I could. Uh, I didn't even get to that point. I was, I was out by halftime of the Chargers Patriots game on Sunday. Right, right, right. So, you know, uh, for our listeners here, as we mentioned at the top of the show, um, there was a little bit of a controversy that happened at the end of the Sports Betting National Championship here. Um, Captain Jack, can you give us your opinion um, on what happened to some of the contestants, including pro better Rufus Peabody? Yeah, it was unfortunate. Uh, you know, Rufus is a, is a really good guy. He's a straight-up guy. Uh, he's not a guy that's trying to play any kind of angle here. Um, you know, the, one of the nice things that DraftKings did is they had this open database that you could see transactions uh, 30 minutes after they happened. So, yeah. you know, as soon as we saw on Twitter that he was having trouble betting, uh, you know, we, we could go to the database that was sitting there and pull it up and see that, yeah, the bets weren't all graded at the same time. And furthermore, from that moment that they were graded to the moment when the money appeared in his account was an basically an indeterminable amount of time. Uh, you know, yeah. we don't know exactly how long it took. Uh, Rufus says he was refreshing and refreshing, trying to get to the money so that he could throw it out there on the Saints. Um, I totally believe that that's what he would have bet. Uh, mm-hmm. He really doesn't have any any real reason to lie about it. Um, so it, it's really unfortunate. It kind of marred the whole situation. Um, I had some friends that were up there watching the end of the game, uh, and they they looked at Johnny Avello when uh, the Saints missed that last field goal, which mm-hmm. that would have made like made the game basically end on nine points, which actually would have given Rufus still the win, even though he wasn't able to bet. Uh, and they said that the look on Johnny Avella's face, he, he knew that ugh, that was going to cost him in terms of both reputation as well as some dollars because a lot of players um, had the had the Eagles 
on the money line as well as on the point spread. So, but the bottom line is, it's unfortunate it came down to that. But if DraftKings yeah. can next time take the steps to make sure that this doesn't happen, then okay, we we learned our lesson. And unfortunately, Rufus is the one that had to pay for that lesson. Um, but you know, if next time they do it, if you know, it comes down to a game where there's no chance that people are getting shut out. Um, then I, I guess we benefit from from this situation. Right, right. Um, and DraftKings actually came out with a statement and said that you know, quote unquote, that they learned a lot from this and that they'll they'll take you know take this and grow from it. Um, I know it's a little bit hard to say right now, but like, how do you think it's going to play out? Um, I know Rufus Peabody is kind of a little bit hush hush on whether he's getting a lawyer or not, and you know he's not really answering those questions right now. But what do you think you know could be the outcome of this? Yeah, that, you know that's tough to say. Um... I, I like that we have the fact that we have a regulatory body that'll kind of step in here and investigate, you know, and that's one of the right. things that we can we can hang our hat on when it comes to, you know, is the legal environment better than the illegal offshore environment? Well, offshore, there's no recourse, but, but when it comes to regulated environments, we have in New Jersey, we have the Division of Gaming Enforcement, mm-hmm. and they'll look into this. Now, will they will they levy any fines? Will they be hard-handed? We don't know. Um, the more I kind of step back and look at this situation, I, I just don't see any way where uh, New Jersey can say to DraftKings, you know, uh, this is unconscionable and you have to pay up. Um, I made some remarks on Twitter in the heat of the moment when it was all going down. I thought, oh, this is just awful and unconscionable. Uh, but now that I've taken a step back and cooled off, um, maybe it's, you know, their their hands were tied. They were in a pinch. It was the night the nightmare scenario when it came to this right. this tournament for them. So I, I don't know if they're going to be fined or if you know hand slapped or anything. Um, and in terms of Rufus and a lawsuit, well, I'm not going to comment too much, but um, that is kind of our society these days. And he did incur a pretty substantial penalty for something that was totally out of his control that, right. you know, probably could have been better handled. So we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, Captain, switching gears here a little bit. Uh, can you explain to some of the newcomers in the sports betting world, what does it mean to be plus EV on a bet? Okay, so that that's basically a term that's used. Uh, basically, that EV stands for expected value. And anytime you make a bet where your, your expectation of that bet, based on the probability that you've given the bet, is is a positive number, then you are plus EV. Um, and, you know, I realize that math doesn't come across too well on the radio, so I'll, I'll make this as simple as possible. Um, <laughs> if you if you have a bet uh, that, let's say, the sports book is giving you even money on, let's just call it a coin toss, and uh, you, can, uh, you can predict the coin toss 55% of the time. In other words, it's a loaded coin. It's, it's you know, it's rigged. Um, you would have basically a 10% edge there, uh, and and that basically is because 55%, and the sports book is expecting it to be 50%. Uh, that's you know, five divided by 50, basically a, a 10% edge. Um, the the problem with this whole scenario when it comes to sports betters, and especially guys that come from other uh, disciplines of advantage play, card counters, poker players, is sports is a, you can't determine the probability of a sporting event with precise precision. Uh, it, it, there's just no way to do that. You know, the, 
the the game is played by human beings who are innately flawed. It, so in other words, you never know your exact probability. So for you as a handicapper to, to make a determination of what the probability of an outcome of, a, of an event will be, you're never 100% sure that that is the true probability. And that ripple effect then affects how much you should bet, uh, your bet sizing. It affects the, uh, the amount that uh, you can expect to win, your EV, uh, and it kind of ripples on down the line. So anybody who comes at, at, at sports with this idea that they're just going to quantify everything like a computer would, you're really only better than what the bookmaker or the lines maker has made the line. And since the the market itself of sports betting drives how the line moves over the course of when the market is open, you're really just trying to be better than the market you're betting into. Um, and and the, the bottom line there is uh, it's a very inexact science, and it can frustrate a lot of people that are, are very math-heavy. Uh, they come at sports betting thinking that it's all just a big math equation, and yes, there is math involved in it, but for a large part of it, uh, you're, you're sometimes just flying by the seat of your pants. Uh, you mentioned quantitative analysis. I've heard you talk about qualitative versus quantitative analysis. Can you break down what the difference is for us? Sure. Uh, so when it comes down to it, there are two types of sports bettors. There is the qualitative sports better and the quantitative sports better. So I'll start with the latter first. The quantitative sports better is someone who's basically purely math-driven in terms of how they analyze a situation. Uh, they build spreadsheets. They they build these uh, you know robots that go and scrape stats off the internet and you know build these uh, complex programs and and everything to them becomes a quantitative analysis of a problem and basically they just do whatever their program tells them to bet. Uh, Rufus is actually a good example of that because Rufus has famously said how he, he doesn't even know the players that play these sports. He just knows that his, he puts the numbers into the computer, puts the factors, runs some uh, regression analysis, and then uh, produces a, a wager that he then bets. Uh, the qualitative analysis is more of the uh, – you, you can look at a situation and you know that there's an edge there, but you don't know how much of an edge – uh, but you know just from, from having watched the sport over and over again that, oh, there is an edge here. Um, the, the trick is, if you're a qualitative better, you need to realize that you, the, the margin of error is much higher when it comes to qualitative analysis. You know, you can't just believe a narrative. You can't just believe that, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, a coach has never lost on a Monday night. Um, there, there's a reason behind that, you know, because is it because he has extra time to repair or is it just because, you know, he feels better on a Monday? You know, it, some of the some of the analysis there is is voodoo. Um, I, when I talk to people that want to become sports bettors, I, I kind of steer them towards quantitative analysis because uh, there's less room for them to just kind of go off on their own and and uh, come up with phony systems that, that won't work in the long run. Um you can be both as well. You can be a quantitative analysis as well as qualitative. You you can find a situation where you have a qualitative uh, narrative and then apply that to a quantitative uh, mock-up of, you know, will this system work over time? Will this bet work over time? Uh, the difference, I think, for a lot of people come down to the, the amount of time they would spend to 
become either of those. You know, when you're a quantitative guy, you are putting a lot of time up front building programs, building systems, uh, models, um, and some of those models might not even pan out to be a positive EV bet. Uh, whereas when you're a qualitative guy, you're kind of just looking at the board, looking at the games, and going, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely taking the Oilers over the Stars tonight or, or whatever the, the matchup might be. Uh, so it's, it's two totally different disciplines. Uh, one uh, has, a, has a much lower margin of error, and the other is, is probably an easier path for most people. Right. And I think now with the legalization of sports gambling, um, you know, a lot of this this different type of, I guess, not necessarily handicapping, because when you use qualitative and quantitative analysis, it's a little bit different, obviously. Um, but I mean, I think it's so interesting now that everything's kind of like coming to light, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and this is and this has a good side and a bad side, Mercedes, is uh, there's going to be a lot of people that say, oh, I want to get into sports betting, but I don't want to work too hard. So I'm just going to go on here and I'm going to follow the picks that are given out by so-and-so. And, And, oh, this guy says he wins 75% of the time. Therefore, uh, this is easy street for me. You know, and I hope you guys know, and I I think (laughs) you do, and I hope hope your listeners know, there's no easy street here. There's nobody that's winning 75% of the time. There's nobody that's winning 60% of the time, to be honest with you, over the long term. 55% 55% is, is brilliant. Um, you know, anything over that is great. Anything over 60% is probably phony baloney. Um, so, you know, you've got to put in the time for this. There's there's so much work and effort. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I think a lot of people underestimate the amount of time and effort that it takes to become a winning sports better. But, you know, it's it's possible. If you put a lot of yeah. time into, and effort into anything, it's possible to do anything. So, uh, you know, sports betting is one of those things that, that's beatable for the right person. Definitely. And to kind of piggyback off of that, um, as a professional sports better yourself, what has been good for you and what has been bad? Uh, you know, that's, that's a good question. Um, you know, some of the good things are the uh, the level of competition in this state so far in terms of uh, how many different outs I have to get bets down. Um, the one thing that, that's a knock on the Nevada market is you have – quite a few casinos and sports books out there, but they all move in lockstep. And really there's only about 11 different sports books in the entire state of Nevada, even though there's 192 physical sports books, there's only really 11 different sets of lines. Um, New Jersey only has, uh, I think 10 or 11 sports books, but they have a a wide variety of lines. Uh, So if you have an opinion, you can usually do some shopping and you can find the best line. Um, Now on the, the downside of, of what I found in this legal environment is we have a lot of European influence when it comes to the bookmaking. And mm-hmm. the European model is uh, basically losers wanted, winners not welcome. Um, and, you know, this has happened in Europe for, for quite a few years. If you show that you have any type of brains when it comes to sports betting, uh, you're not going to be welcome for long. You're going to have your limits yeah. cut. You're going to have bets rejected. Um, now, Nevada's had that as well. You know, that's kind of common out there as well. Uh, but it doesn't mean that it needs to be the mass norm. You know, there are plenty of sports books that are highly successful that take good action from anyone who will bring it. Um, you know, out in Nevada, we have the Westgate Superbook. Uh, they, they are notorious for taking a lot of action. Uh, and they're, they're also notorious for profiling their sharp bettors and knowing, oh, he's betting this. Well, we know we have to move the line at least this much uh, because that's, you know, other people are going to be tailing his action. 
Um, but see, here in New Jersey, we've, you know, we've had some of these, these operators come in and, you know, I, my biggest, my biggest peeve is that, uh, DraftKings limited me down to a ridiculously low amount, even though I wasn't even winning. I was actually still losing. Um, and they had only been open a couple months, uh, and I couldn't bet more than, a, you know, $114 on an NBA game on, on the day of game. Uh, you know, it was, it was ridiculous. And, yeah. you know, I, I think I posted on Twitter, you know, look, I'm still down $600 lifetime here, uh, yet they, they won't take my action anymore. Um, yeah. and, and unfortunately, you know, the, the back end of, of DraftKings is this company called Canby out of, out of Sweden. And they're, they're expanding rapidly in the United States. Uh, you know, Pennsylvania has five sports books now open and Canby runs four of them. Uh, so on four of those sports books, you're going to have the same exact lines. And mm. what the Pennsylvania bettors are eventually going to find out is Canby kind of profiles people on the back end. So if you try to bet at Parks and you try to bet at Sugar House, they're going to know it's the same person trying to bet when once these Pennsylvania uh, casinos get their uh, mobile betting up and running. So whatever your limits are at Parks is going to be your limit at Sugar House and, and at Rivers and uh, at Turf Club in, in Philly, where yeah. they just opened up operations today. Um, and it, here in New Jersey, it's the same way. Uh, and I, you know, I just hope that there are still some U.S. based bookmakers who are willing to get into the emerging states and kind of plant their flag and say, you know, look, in the United States, if you tell somebody that you want them to come gamble with you, you have to be willing to gamble with them. Right. Um, it's, it's almost un-American for, uh, a company to say, hey, come on, take your shot. And as soon as you walk in and start to win, they go, oh, no, we, we weren't talking about you when we said take a shot. We were talking about somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Right. So, it, you know, it's unfortunate, um, but there's still room for change, you know, and that's the important part is there's still a market here where uh, new states are, are developing. And, you know, if we can get that word out there that, hey, you know, limiting winners is not uh, the knee-jerk reaction you should have. You should be able to learn from the sharp action. You should be able to uh, kind of better your trading department so that you can take sharp action. Uh, it'll it'll be better for them in the long run. It'll be better for the consumer in the long run. So we're, right. we're still at a, a stage where we can we can kind of turn this ship around. Um, but right now, that's that's my biggest peeve when it comes to these new markets is is this kind of European influence on how bookmaking is done. Very cool, Captain Jack. You're uh, kind of echoing a cry we've heard from uh, numerous guests across our uh, first season here, um, and you kind of, you kind of uh, briefly mentioned some of the benefits for the player here in New Jersey, um, and I know you've been reporting on the forefront of like the bonus gold rush here, a lot of competition. Do you do you think this bonus jockeying will continue on into uh, 2019 here at the sportsbooks? Well, you know, we're we're right up against what is probably the biggest two to three weeks of the year when it comes to sports betting, and that's the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, once we get through the conference championships this weekend, we've got two weeks straight up to the Super Bowl, and sports books love it. And, I, you know, if it's anything like it's been in Nevada, the New Jersey sports books are going to put out a ton of Super Bowl props, and there's going to get a lot of press about that. And mm-hmm. with that press comes new eyes and people that are going, you know, might be in a neighboring state that say, hey, I'm going to drive over to New Jersey and I'm going to put some bets down on the Super Bowl on these crazy props that everyone has. Uh, so all these sports books at this point are going to be, you know, mad to get this, this new influx of money. Um, 
you know, currently right now there are, I think it's four, I think there's four different mobile sports books in New Jersey that are offering a $500 sign-up offer. In other words, uh, you know, some are a loss rebate like FanDuel is. Some are they'll match your first bet up to $500 and you have that $500 free play in your account. And then just today I saw points bet doubled it. They're up to 1000 now. Uh, they'll give you a $500 rebate on one bet, and they'll also give you a $500 free bet for another bet. So, you know, we're seeing it already. We're seeing the this kind of rush to try to win the consumer over, and it's going to be really good if if you have listeners that haven't been to New Jersey. Uh, they might want to book a flight uh, for the week before the Super Bowl <laughs> that just has that just has listen to this that just has like a two to three hour layover in Newark because you can sit there in the airport. You could sign up for everything. You could get your bets in and then fly on to your destination, wherever that may be. And uh, it's it's probably the it's 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 one of the few times that I'll ever advise people that it'll be great to fly through Newark because uh, you could definitely cash in. I honestly, it's been a few weeks since I looked, but I would say there's probably about three thousand dollars worth of free bets out there for um, players to cash in on in signing up at all the New Jersey books if they can max it out. So, I mean, that's that's ridiculous, right? That's hilarious. Yeah, I love that. It's good advice. Um, so, I don't know if, you, if you've heard, but there is kind of a rumor, there's a little bit of news going around, that there's going to be a sports book opening in Jersey City. It's going to be called the Points Bet? So, yeah, Points Bet is, is an online skin that is associated with the Meadowlands. Um, I don't think they can have a physical location in Jersey City, but they'll be associated there with Meadowlands at, at, the, uh, at the racetrack uh, next to mm. the stadium. Uh, and points bets very interesting because uh, they offer action points. Now, anyone who's gambled uh, for a few years knows they, they used to have bookies that would offer action points. And basically what that is is it's not so much how your team wins, it's how much they win by. So let's take, for instance, um, this. Uh, let's see, this past weekend we had uh, the Chargers and the Patriots. And uh, the Chargers, the, sorry, the Patriots, were favored by um, three and a half points in that game. And the Patriots ended up winning that game. Uh, let's see, that was just trying to remember back. I think they won by like, uh, let me just look it up here. They won by 13. Uh, so if you were to bet with action points, uh, that would be nine and a half points that you would have. And that's nine and a half times whatever you staked. So in other words, if you were to stake $100, you well, you would get $950 for that win. Um, now, the, the reverse of that is if they would have lost by 13 points, you also have the spread on top of that, so that's losing by 16 and a half, and you could have lost uh, 1,650. Uh, but yeah. point bet, they, they offer this for everything. They offer it for NBA games, you know, and, and NBA totals. They can go way over, way under. Uh, they offer it for props. Um, I was on there, and I was actually betting – this is, makes me look bad, but I was betting um, how many seconds the first made three-pointer would be in an NBA game. I mean, you don't know how degenerate it feels to be betting <laughs> on seconds of a game, you know. And um, and I had one game where they, they tipped the ball off and they dribbled about three three feet, and the guy just threw up a, you know, a, a three-pointer from basically from half court and it went in. Uh, and that cost me a ton of money. Uh, but it was fun because, you know, you don't know how much you enjoy sports betting until you're actually, like, winning $20 a second um, or losing $20 a second. You know, it's 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 yeah. just madness. So 
I have a feeling that that site is going to be something that gets a lot of a lot of publicity, gets a lot of attention from sports bettors, and anyone who's really an action junkie is is really going to enjoy that type of sports betting. But the the key point behind points bet, um, and I'm not a paid spokesman, uh, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the key point behind it is it's innovative, it's different, it's it's not something we've seen before in any market, not in Nevada. It's really not seen offshore. Um, People in Australia could tell you that, yes, they're over in Australia, and they've been pretty successful over there. Uh, so, you know, I'm all for these things where they just turn the whole industry on its ear and give you something that you, you never knew was possible. Uh, that, that's great. You know, that's the sort of thing that we didn't anticipate when it came to sports betting in legalized markets. We didn't know that we're going to be experiencing things that haven't been available to U.S. customers before anywhere. Right. That's crazy. Wow, really so interesting. Cool. Yeah, we got to get a count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. And they got a great sign-up deal right now. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm not compensated in any way. <laughs> Maybe I should be. Maybe I need to reach out to them. But yeah, no, it's it seems to be a, a decent site and, and definitely a fun site. Yeah, cool. So earlier in the show, obviously, um, you know, Super Bowl's coming up. You did mention Atlantic City, um, and March Madness is coming up. So, do you feel like Atlantic City is prepared for big events like this? You know, so far, uh, and I just checked this actually like a week or two ago, you can still get a room in Atlantic City uh, at Ocean Resort, uh, where, wow. which has the William Hill sports book that is, you know, it's, it's a great sports book. Uh, you can get one for um, Super Bowl weekend for $200 a night. Uh, that's, that's a steal when you think about yeah. what rooms go for in Vegas during Super Bowl. Uh, I suspect March Madness might be somewhat the same way. Um, these... I don't know if these casinos don't quite realize what they've got in terms of the people that want to get in there and they want to experience the whole, um, you know, that Super Bowl uh, environment that you get, you know, the, the excitement, the buzz from the crowd. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. But so far, it hasn't seemed to move the needle when it comes to occupancy rates in Atlantic City, which is a little bit unfortunate. But again, you know, the thing that we've seen in New Jersey that we that is probably going to echo through other states is everybody wants mobile betting. That's what they really want to do. They want mm-hmm. the convenience factor. And nothing's more convenient than being on your phone, right? So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think we're going to see record handle when it comes to the Super Bowl and March Madness, but it's still going to be a lot of um, mobile betting handle. And uh, hopefully there's going to be a couple of casinos down there that really catch on and say, hey, look, let's let's publicize uh, the crap out of, of the Super Bowl and March Madness, and maybe we'll get a lot more people through the door. Um, and, Atlanta, you know, Atlantic City can always use more people down there. Yep. They certainly can. All right, Captain Jack, last question here before we let you ship off. What's on the horizon in the growing sports gambling media space that nobody sees coming? You know, that's a tough question. Um, I would I would say that there is a chance, and we'll see if this can come to pass, that in-game betting in stadium could help subsidize ticket costs. So in other words, um, let's say I run a sports franchise that doesn't constantly sell out, uh, that there's always, there's usually tickets available for. Um, you know, and just, just because this will probably be one of the, the – teams that will first try to attempt to do in-stadium betting. Let's just go with the Washington Wizards. They're not having a great season. Uh, they're star players out for the year. Um, 
what if they offered you a deal of uh, to get a seat for a Wizards game is $50, but we're going to load $40 onto your in-game betting account that you can bet oh, on wow. your phone while you watch the game. That yeah. sounds like a pretty good deal, right? Yeah, you know, what it, sounds good. <laughs> the average person's going to go, oh, $10 to go to the Wizards game? Yeah, I'll do that. You know, maybe it'll be, we'll load $50 on for a $50 ticket, you know, something like that, because chances are the person's going to maybe lose it during the game, and they might bet more and, and things like that. So much like we we saw how casinos can subsidize things like the buffet um, because they have a lot more players coming through, and so they'll give away the buffet real cheap, uh, maybe – some sports teams will give away a seat to the game real cheap if you're going to bet on the game while you're there. Um, that would be a neat development. Uh, the unfortunate part of that is I think we all realize that sports team owners are, are not that generous. You know, <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. they want every dollar they can get. So I'm not sure that's going to work out that way. But, man, wouldn't it be cool if, if that's all it took? Um, the other thing I think that we, we're probably going to see – is, you know, we have two new uh, football leagues that are starting up soon. We have the um, American Association of Football, which is going to start next month, and we have the XFL that's coming back. Uh, we also still have the Arena Football League, the AFL. We have a lot of football, and wouldn't it be nice if, if one of those leagues decided, hey, we're going to be the gambling-friendly league? You know, the NFL has been notoriously not gambling-friendly. Mm-hmm. What if one of those leagues said, we're going to be the gambling-friendly league, and we're going to Everything you need to know about the point spread and the total and everything, we're going we're gonna to be right out front with that in all our broadcasts. We're going to have, you know, a partnership with a casino or a sports book so that they're officially our betting partner and you can bet through them on our games. You can maybe even stream our games and, and watch them on your device and bet on them all at the same time. You know, that's, that's the holy grail for all these sports books is to find a league that's going to let them kind of hook in. And we've seen it in Europe. Um, and I think, you know, in the U.S. they're really working towards that. But it's probably going to be one of these new football leagues that is the first one to kind of, you know, get their claws in there and and, and really kind of partner up with somebody so that it makes it a, a fully fan immersive uh, experience to watch their games. So those are two things I think we haven't quite been, been talking about yet, but I, I think they're going to happen. Yeah. Well, all I know is that these guys got to hire you to <laughs> to figure that out for them. <laughs> All right, guys, once again, that was professional sports better Captain Jack Andrews. You can go ahead and follow him on Twitter at CapJack2000. And be sure to check out his column on gamblingwithanedge.com. Under his Jack Andrews byline, he writes about emerging legal sports gambling. You don't want to miss it. Captain Jack, thank you so much for joining us. It was a real pleasure talking with you tonight. Oh, Mercedes, Chris, this was a pleasure to me as well. Uh, I'll come back anytime you'll have me. Awesome. Yeah, we'd love that. Right on. Thanks, Captain Jack. All right. Thank you. What's up, guys? It's NFL Conference Championship Weekend, and I am happy to welcome back to the show, as usual, my partner in picks, Figgy the Dice Man Ruling. What's up, brother? How you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I uh, got a little beat up last week. Unfortunately, a uh, little, little of a shit show, but uh, you know what? It's Championship Weekend. Can't get any better. Best four teams in the NFL going up right now. So, uh, you know, let's do this, man. You know, we got two, three games left, and uh, we got three games to build that bank. So let's go. All right, man, you're right about that. Last week wasn't our best week. We were two and four. We won on Kansas City Chiefs minus five. We won on the Colts and Chiefs under 57. But we lost on the Cowboys plus seven and a half. We lost on the Cowboys money line. 
We lost on the Chargers plus three, and we lost on the Saints minus eight. Ouch. Two and four on the weekend, but we were six and one the weekend before, so eight and five for the last two weeks in the playoffs. That's 62.5% winning percentage. Not the worst ever. Let's move on here. Uh, let's. What are you thinking? How are you feeling moving into the conference championship weekend? Oh, well, you know, these lines are getting a little bit tighter. Uh, you know, these both these teams met uh, during the season, but you know what? Uh, I don't think you can really read too much into that uh, this go around because, uh, you know, it's in and go on and lose and go home till next year. So, uh, you know, the lines are, are pretty tough. I think they should be where they're at. But, uh, you know, I think I got some uh, some plays that uh, could uh, help us build that bankroll. All right, let's move into the first game here. Sunday, January 20th, 3.05 p.m. local kickoff. The Los Angeles Rams catching three and a half points versus the New Orleans Saints minus three. The over-under is 56 and a half. What are you thinking, Dice, man? Well, you know, if, uh, you know, if you remember from early in the year from the podcast episode two, uh, Chris and I did pretty well with, uh, with our NFC picks. Uh, I had the Saints going to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I, I like the Saints, you know, a, a lot right now, but uh, unfortunately I'm going to have to jump ship uh, with the team that's a little bit uh, hotter right now, that looks a little bit more uh, playing better ball. Um, and I'm going to go with the Rams, uh, getting those three points. Hopefully we can maybe get the three and a half, but I'll still take the field goal. Uh, you know, I just feel that the Saints have uh, kind of sputtered a little bit since uh, that Dallas loss. You know, yeah, they've kind of won, but, you know, they're playing from behind, you know, uh, and I just feel that the Rams are right now just uh, clicking. They're running well. I mean, who would have known they got a dual-headed uh, running beast in C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley, you know. Um, personally, for me, I think the biggest weakness is can Goss uh, keep those chains moving uh, when he needs to, like he did during the Dallas Cowboys, you know. Uh, when it was fourth down or third down, Goff found a way to, uh, you know, keep the chains moving and keep that offensive, uh, you know, running and on the field. So uh, I think that the coaching advantage, you know, Sean Payton's a mastermind himself. Uh, so I'm going to give, the, you know, almost like an even on the coaching advantage. Uh, offensive line for the Rams have been playing just straight up uh, another world right now. Uh, I mean, you know, my only fear right now is that the the Rams did not give up any turnovers last week. So very rarely does a team go two games in a row with no turnovers. Um, obviously, we know the Saints had that early turnover last week uh, to start the game. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. But um, I think if push comes to shove, uh, I just I like the edge with uh, the St. Louis, excuse me, with the Los Angeles Rams uh, getting the three points. Right on, dude. I'm happy to hear you say that. As you guys know, me and uh, the Dice Man are playing together, combining bankrolls for the NFL playoffs. Love the Rams. I think this game is uh, a lot closer than people think. I think you mentioned a little bit earlier the Saints beat the Rams 45-35 to in Week 9. You know what that means. Revenge factor. But the odds makers are giving them a 3.5-point edge in this game, suggesting that the teams would be a close to more of a pick em on a neutral field. This, like you said, this is a huge spot for Goff. He needs to step up. Can he play in a shootout with Breeze? The Rams may try to rely on their newfound one-two punch. Like you said, if C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley, 
I think they're ready, though. I think the Rams are ready. They say they're ready for the crowd noise. They've been practicing all week with silent signals, and they're confident that they've been playing in some games recently in Minnesota and Seattle that have them ready. First time all year the Rams are an underdog the entire year long. Give me the fucking Rams, dude. Plus three and a half. It's moved to three and a half right now. Yeah, man, and also I got to mention that uh, with either win right here, uh, Chris and I would have called uh, with our early leans uh, a Super Bowl um, team for the NFC. So uh, kudos to us uh, on those. So, uh, But, yeah, it should be an interesting game. should be a fun game. Uh, I'm hoping that it is a high-scoring game. Uh, I'm kind of leaning the over. I don't know what you're thinking, Chris, on that. But uh, but the play here for us, uh, I think, Chris, is to take the Rams and the points and the slightly uh, better team in terms of uh, the last couple uh, weeks. No doubt, man. Yeah, definitely. I actually uh, I lean to the over as well. Maybe that's going to be one of our bonus plays. Let's move on into the nightcap here. Sunday night, January 20th, 6.40 p.m., local kickoff. The New England Patriots plus three versus the Kansas City Chiefs minus three over under 56. The Chiefs are hosting their first ever conference championship game since being founded in 1960. What are you thinking? I'm thinking I don't want to see the Patriots anymore. Uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, I know I, this was one of my teams for the AFC, the, uh, the, the safe you know, Super Bowl pick. But you know what? I'm tired of uh, the Patriots. Uh, what was I think I heard it? It was like eight straight conference championship games now. Um, but this is actually unfamiliar territory considering the fact that they've been to eight straight AFC championship games. They are actually playing away uh, from, you know, uh, Gillette Stadium in New England. Uh, it's supposed to be in the teens. It's supposed to be pretty frigid out there, you know. Um, so for New England, that's typically the favorite, which they're not. They're, get, uh, they're getting points. Uh, and they're away, um, I think it's just going to be unfamiliar territory for these guys. Yeah, they played earlier in the season, and this thing was a, a battle to the end. Um, I, I think, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes has magic. You know, it's it, – for whatever reason, I think he's going to be able to find a way to uh, get over that hump. I think last week's big game um, was his first huge marquee game that he won. I think those uh, stumbles during the season against the um, – Saints against the Patriots and against the, uh, the Rams when they lost those big games uh, close uh, was pretty much preparing them to get over the hump in the postseason. So um, I know getting three points to the Patriots is kind of crazy. Uh, and you know me, Chris, um, I'm always like, how can the Patriots be getting points? You know, I feel like it's a sucker bet. You know, I think in essence this spread should probably be more. Uh, for the fact that um, but I think the fact that it's the Patriots, they know they can probably get a lot of uh, public money on that side. Um, but, you know, I want to see someone new. Uh, and I, I think uh, Casey's going to take it. You know, I think Andy Reid, um, you know, he does have playoff experience. You know, that defense is uh, going to be a lot better than you think. I think they're going to be able to rush Brady. And I just think um, Kansas City's offensive uh, power is just going to be a little too much uh, for the Patriots to uh, to keep up pace. So uh, give me KC. I'll give the points, and uh, hopefully we're seeing uh, the Kansas City Rams uh, Super Bowl. Ha-ha, <laughs> my guy, my dude. You know I'm going to be betting against the Patriots here. I'm not going to get sucked into that spot and take the Patriots in the points. Fuck that. They're begging everyone who took the Chargers last week 
i.e. you and me, hmm, to make up for it this week and take the Patriots at a sucker line of plus three, not doing it. You know, everyone's saying this this game could be the proverbial passing of the torch to, from Tom Brady to Pat Mahomes. And, dude, Patriots won 43-40 at home in week six. You mentioned it. Revenge factor again in the playoffs. I love it. I think we learned last week that Patrick Mahomes isn't like the other first-time playoff starters. He's a different type of player, man. Just incredible. This dude's fucking throwing no-look passes and shit. Give me Andy Reid. This is Andy Reid's year. Fear the Walrus. Yeah, dude. I uh, didn't mean to interrupt, but I, one thing I want to point out, Chris, is I've you know I've played them all year long. I think I've had one uh, bad beat with them this year, so I'm not going to jump train right now. Uh, you know, I, I, again, I think they're just uh, this is their year. I, I personally think they're my favorite to win it all. Um, but yeah, dude, um, Kansas City is just got a uh, just not playing out of the world right now. So um, let's do this. Let's get that money. You have any uh, leans on the over under? Uh, I don't know. If anything, because I guess it's gonna be really cold, I would probably lean under. Well, let's go. Yeah, I mean, we might, we might as well throw out the four plays. So if we, I'm leaning under in this game. What do you think? I I don't know. I think that the initial thing is that people hear bad weather and they're going under. Um, but again. Publics typically when they bet over unders, they're betting the over. So I'm not sure. It kind of scares me. You know, to be honest, you know, I can see it going either way. I can see both defenses showing up and it's being a slugfest and being like a 40 point game or a high 40s. Or I can see it being another shootout and being like 70 plus points. You know, and this total is pretty much done by the beginning of the third quarter. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, if I had to lean, I'm probably leaning over, to be honest, because I don't think the, the weather is going to play too much of a factor, in my opinion. But that's just, uh, again, my opinion. So are we doing any any bonus plays here or what? Maybe we'll have some uh, bonus prop bets, you know, so uh, follow us on Twitter. What about the over in the first game? I thought we were leaning towards that. Yeah, I think if, if that is going to be our bonus play, I think it's the over for uh, that first game, uh, the Rams and Saints, because it's on turf. You know what I'm saying? There's more likelihood to that going over where Arrowhead, outdoors, um, who knows if uh, if uh, the weather conditions kind of get a little bit worse and there's some precipitation and it turns to snow or rain, could slow it down. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I like the over in uh, that Saints game instead. All right. So just to recap, our official Wager Pager podcast plays for NFL Conference Championship Weekend. We're going with the Rams, plus three and a half. We're going with the Chiefs, minus three. And we have a bonus play on the over 56 and a half in the Rams-Saints game. I want to thank my guy, as usual, Jimmy Dice Ruling, former Marist College defensive back. It's been a long year. We're uh, 20 episodes in. Seems like we just started this yesterday. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, you, you put in a lot of hard work and time to this podcast, and I really appreciate what you do. We got only one more game after this, the Super Bowl. Let's do this. Hey, Chris, Mercedes, it's been a blast. Uh, I appreciate you uh, bringing me on for the ride. Looking forward to uh, more podcasts, more games, and a bigger bank. Let's do it. All right, that's it for the NFL Conference Championship Show and Episode 20. And as always, good luck, happy handicapping, and may the gambling gods look gracefully down upon you. 
Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and don't forget to leave us a review. And please, guys, tell all your friends about us. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Wager Pager. Also, if you or a loved one has a gambling addiction, don't be scared to seek help. You can contact the National Council on Problem Gambling at 1-800-522-4700. They're open 24 hours a day and all calls and text messages are confidential. Get pumped, get psyched. It's the Wager Pager Podcast. Bye, guys. Later. Here we go. The Wager Pager Podcast is co-hosted and co-produced by Chris Rogers and Mercedes Barba. Edited by Mercedes Barba. Created by Chris Rogers. Additional analysis provided by Jim Ruler. Music by The Morose Project. Produced and written at San Francisco Music Studios. Logo designed by John Carbonella. And all picks are for entertainment purposes only. These plays are not financial advice. All right, that's it for the NFL Conference Champions. <laughs> Go. All right, that's it for the NFL Conference Championship. NFL Conference Championship Show. All right, that's it for the NFL Conference Championship Show and episodes. <laughs> Here we go.